Hi, this is Josh from our creative team at the Grove Church, and I just wanted to give you a bit of context before we jump into this recording. This audio comes from a meeting we had after service this past Sunday where we encouraged those who have connected with the Grove and anyone else who is interested in hearing an update on the Grove Church. About a year and a half ago, we started connecting with people and building a launch team. Then we launched back on January 8th of this year. So David is going to be talking about our vision for the church and compares that to where we have come since January, what areas we need to look to improve, as well as where we're going from here. So this is David, as well as a few other ministry leaders giving us an update. So let's get into it. Here is Pastor David. So what I want to do real quick is just kind of bring you up until this point, like what brought us here? How did the growth happen? Um, what brought us up to this point? And I'm going to be really quick here because I'm more excited about what we're doing in the future. So uh, basically, this is how this all went down. About four years ago, um, Elise and I started feeling the tug and the call for to start a new church. We wanted to do something that, that hasn't been done, that there's a need, but we weren't really sure where we wanted to do it. And we almost went to California, but we didn't. Um, we were very close to that. And um, we said, no, we feel called to Port St. Lucie. And so that was probably about two and a half years ago, maybe two years ago. Yeah. So we said we're going to do it in Port St. Lucie. And so um, one of the things that was the dream from the beginning is we'd be a place where believers and skeptics have authentic community and talk about faith and doubt. And that was kind of something that we knew was there, but it kind of just started taking shape more and more and more, and it kind of became something that we clung to more and more and more and more. And uh, it's been awesome seeing everything that's happened. So we launched January 8th, I think was the date. So we've been at this for seven months, um, and I'm very, very happy with where we are at right now. So that's what's brought us to here. Now, I want to talk about where we're going, because this is what really is getting me excited. So the whole thing that we, we've been saying here is we want people to find your story. So your story is found embedded in the Christian story. We want to help you find it. And so what, what we're about to start doing is to really uh, start honing in on what that really means um, and really clarify that and communicate it well to you guys, to everybody in the Grove, and so also outside of the Grove. So basically, you know, you think about a business, a business has a brand, they have a slogan, you know, okay, so our slogan is find your story, they have a brand, but uh, something I realized, so when we're thinking about who we are as the Grove, and we're thinking about what do people think of the Grove, um, our brand really is you. So our brand is our people. So when people think of the Grove, what we want is people to think of you guys. Now, so here's what that means. As far as where we're going now, like here's, here's the big concept of where we're going. Um, so the same way, we want to be a place where believers and skeptics have authentic community, talk about faith and doubt. Here's what that requires. That requires a lot of respect to people who believe differently than you. It requires getting to know them. It requires investing in them. It requires listening, a lot of listening, and it requires conversation. Now, on top of that, here's the, here's the other part of this. We also want to be a place 
where people who are Christians who have multiple different backgrounds, I mean, my guess is a lot of you have some church background and you have come from some type of denomination or whatever. Now, here's what has happened. Here's what typically happens. You're in a denomination and that denomination believes this. And there's another denomination that believes this. And there's another denomination that believes this. And whatever those people believe, they go to their camp. And they just kind of hear what that denomination believes over and over and over again. And, and I am convinced that the reason that there are denominations is because even people that, even churches that say that we're not part of a denomination, a denomination essentially ends up forming. But I would say the reason there are denominations is because there is sin. And ideally, what ought to happen within a church is someone believes this, that Scripture is saying this. Someone believes Scripture is saying this. And instead of going to another church because that church believes that or that church believes that, instead, people have conversations about what they believe the Bible is saying. And here's what that ends up doing. It ends up refining what you believe about what the Bible is saying. It brings actually brings clarity to what Scripture is saying. So, with that being said... In every single thing we're going to do, if we're going to accomplish that, if we're going to know that people are going to come from different denominational backgrounds and feel welcomed here and feel like they belong to this, what we're doing, then that means we have to have tons of respect for people. Listen to them. Listen to what they believe and not like be like, oh, you believe that. You're, oh, I can't believe you believe that. But to hear them. And then if you believe what you believe is true, seek to persuade them differently. But they're going to do the same. And what that's going to do is that's going to refine what you believe. And the same is true in an environment with believers and skeptics. The same is happening. So the whole big thing, when we're thinking about people finding their story, in order to find your story, in order to find who God has made you to be, in order to be swept up into the Christian story, you've got to have a culture of people who are just talking and having conversations about their faith and their doubt and what the Bible is saying. Otherwise, when someone is seeking to find their story in the Christian story, they're going to ask a question, and you're going to look at them like they're an idiot, and they're never going to come back again. And you've just isolated them because you haven't given them respect, and so you don't win anybody over to anything. You've just lost them in a sense. So here's what I want, want you to know. I want you to hear what our opportunity is, if we can pull this off. If we can really be a church that people enter into this, and by just being with you, they have been welcomed into the find your story idea. That they are finding a place where believers and skeptics can talk about faith and doubt. They're finding a place where people can ask questions about the Bible, and if they disagree with someone, they don't feel like they have to leave the church. So here's what, here's what the opportunity is in Port St. Lucie. So I don't, know, there's, I don't know if you've heard this before, but there's a group called the Barna Group, and they do statistics. And they have found that our area, the area between Fort Pierce and West Palm, is the number one area in the nation of people who have never once stepped foot into a church. It's the, the percentage is 17%. So 17%, now this is between Fort Pierce in West Palm, so I don't know what the exact percentage for Port St. Lucie is, but let's stick with the 17%. 17% of 177,000 people is 30,000. So there's 30,000 people in Port St. Lucie who have never once stepped foot into a church. We are number 11 in terms of people who have left the church or they only go to church on Christmas and Easter. 
and that percentage is 48%. So the combination, the total amount, is 85,000 people who essentially don't have a church. Maybe they think, maybe they're skeptical of Christianity, maybe they just haven't found a church where they've connected to. But that's 85,000 people. Now, I want to tell you this. To my knowledge, and I'm not, this is not, the whole reason we're starting this is because there's a need. To my knowledge, there is not a church in our area that is approaching church this way, where we want to have conversations about faith and doubt with believers and skeptics, and also a community of Christians who are talking about what they believe, and if those are different, that's okay. We're going to respect each other. Um, now, I'm not saying, I'm not judging other churches. I'm just saying this was something that we sought to be, and I don't know of other churches that are doing it. And it's part of the reason why we wanted to do this, because there's no other churches doing that. So what I'm telling you is that those 85,000 people will probably very much connect with what we are doing. All I'm saying is that's a huge number. Um, there's tremendous opportunities in that. Okay, is that making sense where we're going from here, what we're searching after, what, what we want to be as a church? You guys are a sense the brand. When people think of the Grove, they're not thinking of anything else but you guys. That is the goal. That's the idea here. And so that means we're investing tons in you um, to help create this kind of culture. Um, there's a Bible verse that says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And I really, really believe if we could commit to creating a culture like this, in 10 years we're going to be shocked at what God does. So, so I want to um, say this. I don't know if you've heard of a SWOT analysis, but it's strength, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. And um, one of our weaknesses from the very beginning when we started this, our, our greatest weakness is that we don't have a lot of people who are bringers or gatherers. We have a lot of people who implement stuff and who can make things happen, but we don't have a lot of people who are gatherers and bringers, especially people who have not had a church background. So what we are doing is we're praying for more gatherers and bringers. So if you're a gatherer and you're a bringer, that's kind of how you are, that's how you're wired, please come and talk to me because we want to become that kind of church. That's our weakness and we want to grow in that area, okay? So that's kind of an update of where we're, what our weakness is. Um, but the greatest way we need you is when you hear we, you think of you. And here's what I mean. You are the grove. And we are our people. So when people think of the grove, they're thinking of you. We are our people. Does that make sense? Um, so that's kind of the big picture. Um, our, major, our major, like, where we've got our line sight set on is... Um, we have churches right now that are supporting us in order to launch us. So our goal is that we become self-sustaining as a church um, by the end of next year. And we're on a great pace to do that. So we have, we have not seen one Sunday where there hasn't been a new person here. We're all constantly seeing new people. Um, and one of the things we started working on was consistency. We wanted to see, see people come more. A lot of people are saying, yeah, I'm part of the Grove. But... There's not a lot of consistency, so we worked on that, and we're growing in that area. So 
Um, that's the big picture. That's where we're going. We're going to start really hitting this hard in November. Um, and then what we're going to do in October is, you know, churches have members. We probably won't call call members members. Maybe a team, maybe a covenant member, something like that. But the whole idea is we're going to start ramping up for that, and that's happening in October. Um, and then after that, we're going to really push in November of what does it mean that we find our story and how can we be the church that we're called to be. So that's hitting hard in November. Um, so what I want to do now is we're going to talk. There's, there's really three main areas um, to serve that you can jump in right now. There's other areas where you can serve, but those areas require um, a lot, some growth. So in our discipleship groups, the whole idea of our discipleship groups is the discipleship groups are there to equip you to serve and to lead in gospel communities. So we've got corporate worship Sunday mornings. I'm hitting you with a lot of stuff, but I want to get you out on time. So Sunday mornings, gospel communities, and discipleship groups, those are our three environments. And in the gospel communities, that's just a community of people who are in scripture, they're eating together, they're talking about their faith and doubt. And the discipleship groups are there to equip people in the gospel communities to lead. I know that was a whole bunch of information. And if you didn't get it, that's okay, because we're going to hit you hard with it in November. Okay? Deal? So, so here are the three areas, though, that we need that you can jump in and serve now. We have our hospitality team. We have our Grove Kids team. And we have our setup and teardown team. So what we're going to do, Sue's going to come up now. Sue is, Sue is the leader of the hospitality team. So we want to really, <laughs> no, more. Okay, you, uh, you have to talk into the microphone. You have to come up here. Yeah, the stairs are over there. Oh, she just popped up. No, no, this one, this one, this one. Okay, so. Um... Hold on. So before Sue starts, I just want to tell you how awesome Sue is. She, this Grandma Gloria is really clapping for you. Um, she has been able to, one of the things that I'm good at is like getting people inspired for like behind this vision, but implementing things is not something that I'm great at, and Sue is awesome at that, and so um, just clap for her again for everything she's done. Okay, good. All right, so she's going to tell you a little bit about hospitality team. Go. Okay, like that's not intimidating enough coming up here, talking on a microphone, but, okay, so Dave calls me organized. Some people call me bossy. Am I right, Dave? Carly? <laughs> okay, but that's my gift. I, I can get things done. I can get things accomplished. And I try to identify everybody's talents and funnel them into where they need to be. But the main goal of the hospitality committee is, first of all, to make people feel welcome. So whether you're brand new, whether you've been coming since the start, we want to make sure that people that come in feel welcome because we want them to find their story. And for me, I think the hospitality is really important in order for people to keep coming back. And then, of course, our ultimate goal is to get them plugged into gospel communities and then to discipleship groups. So we have a lot of behind-the-scenes things that happen so if you are one of those worker bees and that's what you like to do, we have a place for you on the hospitality committee. We like to make people feel welcome by setting up the food, the beverages, and then we like to um, 
we set up for communion. What else do we do, Eric? We do, we greet people, talk to people. So, so if you feel like this is maybe part of your gift, we would love to have you join hospitality. Um, right now I have in the room, Len Craig and Eric Anderson, who are on the committee, and John team. Schwer. Team. team, sorry. At work we call them committees, no here we call them teams. So um, we are kind of short-staffed today, but I do have a great team that is always jumping in there. So we would love to have you come and join us if you feel like this is part of what you'd like to do. There was a Bible verse that I was, I just kind of stumbled upon it, and I thought it was really appropriate for hospitality. Um, it comes from Hebrews 13, verse 2. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by this some have entertained angels without knowing it. Isn't that cool? So I think that going in with that mind frame is really great for this team. Does anyone have questions about things we do or what would be required? We have a Facebook group, so we communicate mostly through that. And the team is really great with communication. Lynn, did I forget anything? Well, Eric? And, and add not just the stuff you guys are doing behind the scenes, but also you are really the people's first face yes, as they're coming in on Sunday mornings. And so not just if you're a worker bee, but also if you love greeting people with a big old smile, um, we need <laughs> we need lots of those people too. Yes, we do. To jump so in what we find that um, as just like today, we've we've got some new people coming in today, and there's technically four of us on the hospitality committee that are here. Team. Well, uh, sorry, team. And for the team to make sure everybody feels welcome, that's kind of a stretch. So you as being part of the Grove, that's also your job, whether you are an official member of the hospitality team or if you just come to the, to the Grove on a regular basis, is for you to recognize those new faces and understand that the hospitality team may not be able to get to everybody in the way that we should because we're spread a little bit thin. And you make that effort and go up to people, say hello, introduce yourself, et cetera. So, you know, that is expected of all of us, not just our team members. So, and what we're going to do, too, is at the end, uh, before we finish up, we're going to allow you, if, if you feel drawn to one of these teams and you're not yet on one, you can come and talk to either Sue or the Grove Kids or the, the Setup and Teardown team, which you're going to hear about, too. Uh, anything else? Anything else that... Anybody thinks I'm missing? So if you want to be part of this team, you're going to be able to talk to Sue. Uh, and we're going to have a time to do that. So, um, but we, we re if, you f if you're good at, well, and, and here's really two types of, we need two types of people that are welcoming people. We need the type of person who's like ready to give a handshake and move people along and tell them where to go. But we also need people who are willing to just sit down and have conversations with someone, especially if they're new, and just sit down next to them when they sit down. One of the things that happens, and I got to tell you guys this, so if somebody is new, they typically come early. You guys typically come late. And so a great thing that you could do would be to come early so that when 
there's a bunch of worker bees getting things done, but we also need people who are ready to talk to people when they come in. And so uh, that's an area that we could, we could grow on. And so if you're good at that, talk to Sue afterwards and tell her that's your thing. We're also open to, if you see gaps where, where we're not filling or things that we could be doing better, now's a great time to bring those up because we are continually growing and we are evolving and we don't want to be the same old, same old. We want to be forever changing for the better. So if you've got some great ideas, even if you don't want to be on the team, that's okay. Just bring your ideas to us. We're, we're willing to listen and consider. Awesome. Okay. Thank you, Sue. Okay, now, now we're gonna now we're gonna hear from Grove Kids team leader Laura, also known as Lolly, also known by me as Mom. Oh, Mom. Here's your mic. You've got to talk into the Thank mic. You. So let me just introduce her to you. Um, we one of the one of the things we said from the beginning is we want to be a place for young families. And so we wanted to cater to young families, which is a lot, a lot of work. Um, and, and I can't, not just because she's my mom, but I am completely impressed by our Grove Kids team. Like the things that are happening, um, all of our volunteers, it's just amazing things are happening. And she's volunteering too, like everybody's volunteering. So um, Pretty ama- I'd, put a, I'd put our Grove Kids team up against any other church. I mean, pretty amazing what's happening. So she's going to talk to you a little bit about um, what's going on in Grove Kids and what some of the needs are. So uh, another big clap for her, too. <laughs> Thank you. So I have a question for all of you. How do, you group, how do groups of angels greet each other? Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> okay, one more. <laughs> this is Grove Kids. What animal could Noah not trust? Cheetah. You little cheetah. Okay, this, I'm using this as an example of what happens to you when you become part of the children's ministry, the Grove Kids. Um, silliness kind of just bumbles over and... Um, you become enchanted with big storybooks, crafts, paints, coloring books, studying old prophets from the Bible. These are some of the things that we do. And um, I'm wondering if this sounds like any of you. Would, are any of you appealed to this kind of stuff? Or do you gravitate towards children? If this is you, please consider being a volunteer. If you feel like God is poking you to come and be part of this, um, it's a lot of fun, and we have a wonderful journey. And um, what kind of journey do you think we have? Well, it's like yours. We are trying to discover the children's story. They are trying to discover Jesus through their story. And how do we find this story? Well, we find it through storybooks, through manipulatives, through crayons, through puppetry, through all kinds of fun activities. And if, if you think this is something that you'd like to do, we'd love to have you. Um, on more of a serious note, um, 
We are called the grove, which is a bunch of trees that grow groves, grow oranges. And I like to think of our grove kids as little seedlings, little buds that are starting to grow and develop fruit. And I'm just asking the Grove Church if they would help us to grow these children into godly people and to bear good fruit, like fruits of the Spirit, which are, let's see if we can name them. Me or you, you or them? Us, all of us. Well, there's like nine, right? So peace, love, joy, mercy, forgiveness, faith, self-control. So this is, this is our goal. You guys failed. <laughs> but I'm asking all of you to just invest some time in these children, whether it's um, praying for them or volunteering to be um, a teacher on Sundays, anything. And I have these little fruits that I want to pass out and give to each one of you. And um, the reason is I want this to be a reminder for you to pray for our children. And I would just put them like on your vanity or your, in your car or in your kitchen table or by your sink where you do the dishes or wherever you are as a reminder to just pray for these children because they are our future and they're our future leaders. And... Um, I just think that they're precious and we need to take extra good care of them. Okay? <laughs> so if you can start that, David, does yeah. anyone have any questions or any concerns? We follow a curriculum called Hands-On Bible Curriculum, and um, I prepare everything for the teachers. I get all the materials together. I do all the lesson plans, and all you have to do is read over it a few times and then just show up. And I usually send it through um, a text or an email, the lesson. Okay? Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, yeah and I, w I would add, so one of the things that, that we want to see happen, we don't want to see our volunteers, like, stretch too thin. And so what mm -hmm. we want to see is a volunteer's only teaching once a month. Now we need yeah. at least we need at least two people in each age group. So we have three different age groups. So we need at least two teachers in each great age group. Some some months there's five Sundays. So that number is thirty. So we need thirty volunteers in order to accomplish what we're trying to accomplish. And what's our number now? Like we have seventeen. We lost like we lost a few. Angela. Yeah, we lost yeah. one other one. Yeah. So, so we have about seventeen. So we need a 13 more teachers. So um, I, we're not going to hit that right now. I know that. But that's what we're moving towards. We, mm -hmm. we want to see everybody. Um, I mean, it, you cannot serve and teach unless you are being poured into. Um, and so some of this is just about taking the time on Sunday mornings to be here so you are filled. And so then you can go and give to others. Um, so, so that's a big thing. So if you're, if you're wanting, if you're feeling led to help out and grow kids, talk to Lolly afterwards, mm -hmm. um, and we'll have a little group for you guys to go into, a little group for the hospitality team to go into. And I have some sample lessons right over here that I could put on the table 
that are divided into the different age groups. So if you're interested, just peek at that and ask me questions or ask any of the other volunteers, and they would be happy to help you with anything. Okay? All right, awesome. All right, Clapping. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. All right, and the other... Yes, please. Thanks, Joe. So the, the, other, the other team... The other thing that we need is we need about five more people. So if you're feeling strong and you're feeling like you can help set up and tear down, we need about five more people on that team. Um, so if that's something that you feel led to do, raise your hand, Eric. You got to talk to this guy afterwards, okay? So if you're feeling like that's you, this guy's your guy, all right? You don't have to be strong at all. Really, don't go with him. That's what. Okay, you don't. You can you can be very weak and you can all, you can still do this. And and also something that's brewing is a creative team, and uh, that's so if you're feeling creative, just let me know. There's some needs that we have. We're, we're in need of uh, a really good photographer is one thing. Um, so. If you got any questions for me that you didn't want to ask in front of everyone, come on up here and ask me. Appreciate all of you guys. Thank you.